Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and in today's episode we have not just one but three deck profiles for you all built around the theme of off colour and we'll get into what that means in just a minute. Before that though we have some announcements. We are now just three weeks away from the official English release of BT4 Great Legend, and as is becoming a tradition for the Memory Gauge podcast, I will be doing a set release live stream. So on Friday, June 11th, starting at 7pm Central US time, which is 10am on Saturday, June 12th for my fellow Australians, I will be live streaming a box opening of a booster box of Great Legend. As always, I'll be giving away the contents of one booster pack I open to a lucky viewer chosen at random, and there will also be other giveaways. I'm really planning to up the ante on the giveaways this time, so make sure you are tuned in to twitch.tv slash EFMG. We always have a great time opening packs and talking Digimon. That's Friday, June 11th, 7pm Central Time, over on Twitch. Hope to see you there. Now on to our main topic, and recently I've been taking my deck building in some strange new directions. Long-time listeners will know that I am a huge advocate of creativity in deck building. My favourite piece of advice is build bad decks. The best way to improve your understanding of the deck building aspect of the game, in my opinion, is to practice it often and to stretch your deck building muscles in as many directions as possible. So for me, in the past few weeks, this has taken the form of what I'm calling off-color deck building. In in set 1.5, we have some fantastic level 5s that can digivolve from more than one color, which allows for some interesting decks to be made. And if you haven't already, you should check out our hybrid episode, where I will go into a lot more detail about that and the things that you can do. But the basic idea is that since you can have a level 5 that is multiple colors and can digivolve from both of those colors, you can build a deck with lower level Digimon of one color and higher level Digimon of another color. And I've been playing around with this and it's inspired me to build three deck lists that play around with our idea of what a Digimon deck can be. And I would like to present those to you today for your consideration. Now, before we begin, there is a caveat. I am not saying that these are good decks. They're inconsistent because multicolor support just isn't there yet. And I'm definitely not saying that they're going to hang with top of the meta decks. I'm sharing them with you as an example of my personal deck building philosophy and to encourage you listeners to really think outside the box. And who knows, maybe someone much cleverer than me is going to be listening and will figure out a way to make one of these decks actually work. We have three decks to get through today, so rather than a full detailed deck profile, I'll just be giving a brief synopsis of the game plan of each deck and an overview of the key cards that allow the deck to work. Now, I highly encourage you to follow along using DigimonCard.dev. Again, they are not a sponsor. They're just a really great fan-made resource for deck building, so go and check them out. All of today's decks are going to be available on DigimonCard.dev, so follow the links in the show notes to see the deck list and follow along with the episode. So our first deck today is the deck idea that started me on my color changing journey and it started with one question. Does Shine Greymon really have to be a yellow deck? 
The key piece in this deck is Sylphimon. Now, Sylphimon's a red level 5 that costs 7 to play, has 7,000 DP, and costs just 3 to Digivolve from either a red or a yellow level 4. And Sylphimon also has two effects. The first reads, when Digivolving, change the original DP of one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon to 1,000 for the turn. But the key part here is the second effect, your turn. This Digimon is also treated as yellow. So having four copies of Sylphimon means that we can Digivolve up through a red Digivolution chain, but end up at the yellow Shine Greymon, a great level six with a very powerful effect that can wipe an opponent's board completely. And because we have a primarily red base, we get a few benefits. Firstly, we get access to Red's Power Boosting and Security Attack plus 1 effects. We play 4 copies of Starter Deck Argumon, which gives plus 1000 DP as an inheritable effect. And we will also play 4 copies of Starter Deck Greymon, which gives Security Attack plus 1 as an inheritable. We don't have to worry about jumping through hoops to get Shine Greymon to remove multiple security per swing. And being primarily red also gives us access to some of the best removal in the game. We're playing four copies of Gaia Force. Anything that we can't take out with Shine Greymon's DP reducing effect, we can straight up delete with Gaia Force. Now another neat red tech card that we're playing is four copies of Agumon BT1010. This Agumon is a three cost red level three with a great on play effect for our deck. It reads, reveal five cards from the top of your deck. Add one Tamer card from among them to your hand. Place the rest on the bottom of your deck in any order. Now you'll notice this doesn't specify red Tamers, so this means we can use Agumon to get the yellow Tamers we need to power Shine Greybond's effect and get them into our hand. Otherwise, the deck is fairly standard for Shine Greymon. We play all the yellow tamers we can to maximize our Shine Greymon value. And to fill out our level five slots, we're playing two copies of Sirenmon, which is an effectless vanilla level five that we can play to the field for just five memory. So if we don't get our Sylphimons, we can still get something to Digivolve into Shine Greymon for cheap. And two copies of Magna Angimon BT1060. This is a level five that on play triggers recovery plus one, giving us an extra security. And this effect will trigger no matter how many security we have. So if we don't draw into Sylphimon, we can always hard play Magna Angimon and get some value instead at the same time. The deck follows a standard Shine Greymon play pattern of dropping plenty of Tamers, building up to a big Shine Greymon to wipe out our opponent's board, and then swinging for game. But the red shell gives us more power on Shine, even if we don't have a board full of Tamers. So if we need to go into Shine early, it's still got the strength to get over our opposing level sixes, and it has consistent extra security attacks so that we can close out games quickly once Shine Greymon drops. Alright, our next color bending deck is probably the most oddball of the three decks today. This is Green Malomyotismon. Now, Malomyotismon is a purple level 6 with 12,000 DP, piercing, and an effect that we are going to aim to make liberal use of, which is all turns, when another Digimon is deleted, gain one memory. Now, you'll note that this happens on all turns, and it's not limited to once per turn, meaning that as long as Malomyotismon is on the board, any time a Digimon is deleted, we will be gaining memory. The linchpin of this deck, like in our Shine Greymon deck, is a level 5 that can Digivolve from multiple colours, and this time it's Aru Kenimon. Aru Kenimon is purple, it has 6000 DP, it costs 7 to play, and costs 3 to Digivolve from either a purple or a green Digimon. So Aru Kenimon helps us to cross the colour divide. 
but it also helps us to get my Otismon onto board for cheaper. As its effect reads, when attacking, you may pay three memory to play one melee my Otismon from your hand without paying its memory cost. Then, delete this Digimon. And as I noted in our set review for 1.5, this means that you can actually end up paying just two memory for Malay Myotismon because you pay the three and then Arukenimon is deleted while Malay Myotismon is on board. So Malay Myotismon sees Arukenimon get deleted, triggers its effect and gains us one memory back. So our game plan is to hopefully get Malay Myotismon on board quickly because its effect is going to be very helpful with the second part of our strategy, which is Rookie Rush. So we're playing a large suite of green level 3s, 18 in all, and most of them cost just 2 to play and have high DP for a level 3, just like in a standard Rookie Rush strategy. So we're aiming to play a large number of rookies to the board and then just fling them at our opponent's security and not worry if they get deleted or not. Now the key here is that while usually the rookies just get deleted in security battles and we've lost them, but once Malay Myotismon is on the board, every rookie that gets deleted by a security battle is giving us an extra memory to spend putting more rookies on the board. And not only that, but our opponent is actually incentivized not to attack or remove our rookies on their turn, since doing so costs them a memory each time. So if a rookie does happen to survive a security check by checking maybe a tamer or a very low power Digimon, it's more likely to survive and swing again. In addition to our rushing rookies, we also play three copies of Wormmon. Now, Wormmon's great to attack with because it has, on deletion, reveal the top three cards of your deck. Add one level four or five Digimon card from among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards on the bottom of your deck in any order. So this is going to help us find Arukenimon and smooth out our path to get to Malamyotismon. At level 4, we're playing 4 copies of Togemon, which has when Digivolving reveal 3 cards from the top of your deck, add 1 level 5 or higher Digimon card among them to your hand, place the remaining cards on the bottom of your deck in any order, and again this helps us get to Arukenimon or Malamyotismon, since Togemon doesn't specify a colour, letting us fetch our purple Digimon. And we also play 4 Woodmon to compensate for our slower gameplay while getting to Malamyotismon. We only play 8 level 4s, but that's okay, because in addition to Arukenimon, Kenimon, we're also playing four copies of Chimeramon, which is a purple level 5 that costs 7 to play, but has on play, you may delete one of your other Digimon to delete one of your opponent's level 5 or lower Digimon. So we can skip straight to level 5, put it on the board straight away, and we still get some value out of it. We delete something when we do that. Now we play four copies of Trump Sword, that's a great removal option, and we're also playing two copies of Dark Despair. It's a two-cost option that gives one of our Digimon retaliation for the turn, turning our rookies into attackers capable of taking out any opposing Digimon they battle. And finally, four copies of Matt Ashida for the memory and to bring back Myotismon if it should be deleted. This is also our cheapest deck for today. It plays no super rares, no secret rares. So if you're on a budget and you're looking for something weird, this could be the choice for you. Now our final deck for today doesn't contain more than one color, but nonetheless still falls under our off-color color bending umbrella. So all the way back when Omnimon Ultra S was first revealed, Blue Omnimon was dominating the 1.0 meta, and Red Omnimon also had a foothold. And I remember joking with my friends and the people at the game shop that Black Omnimon was going to be the next big thing. Well, I've decided to finally get around to building a Black Omnimon deck, and the deck ended up being something of a reference to the 1.0 meta days. 
I purposefully built it to mirror those Omnimon builds from 1.0, but in a sleek new black look. So obviously we're including four copies of Omnimon Ultra S. Omnimon Ultra S is a level seven. It has 15,000 DP, which is the most DP in the game tied with Omnimon. It can digivolve from either a red or a black level six for six. And it has when digivolving, trigger D-Digivolve one on all your opponent's Digimon. Then delete all of your opponent's Digimon with 5,000 DP or less. So in a lot of cases, this will essentially read delete all of your opponent's level five or lower Digimon. And even in those cases where it doesn't, don't underestimate the value of D-Digivolving everything on your opponent's board. You can set them back a lot. Omnimon Ultra S also has, when attacking, you may make this Digimon unblockable for the turn by returning one of its level 6 Digivolution sources to your hand. So, when you need it to, Ultra S gets past any blocker and it still performs a security check. So Omnimon Ultra S is our main game plan, but how do we get there? We're playing a pretty standard spread of black Digimon. We're playing four copies each of Hagurumon and Commandramon at level three. Those are both black level threes with 3000 DP. They cost just two to play, so they're very cheap, even if you need to hard play them. We're also playing four copies of Toy Agumon, whose inheritable gives Omnimon reboot, and two copies of Chumon, which will turn off our opponent's memory gain shenanigans. We're playing four copies of Numamon and three copies of Tankmon at level four because they digivolve for just one, making it that much cheaper to get up to Omnimon. We're also playing four copies of the level four blocker Gardromon for some defense and two copies of Greymon who gives the Digimon above it jamming if it has reboot as an inheritable. At level five, we're playing four metal Greymon for its inheritable effect, which will give Omnimon security attack plus one, so long as it has reboot, which Toy Agumon will give it reboot. We also play four Andromon, which is a strong level five blocker. Unfortunately, Black currently has no level fives that Digivolve for two, so our game plan slows down somewhat at level five. We're also playing two copies of Metal Mamemon. This is a level five, costs eight to play and three to Digivolve, and it has 7,000 DP. It has Reboot, so if we give it Greymon as a source, it can be a consistent jamming attacker if need be. And it also has when Digivolving, return one level seven Digimon card with virus in its attribute from your trash to your hand. Omnimon Ultra S has virus in its attribute, so even if it's deleted, we have a way to get it back to our hand. Finally, we're playing a total of eight level sixes, four copies of High Andromon, which is Black's version of Phoenixmon or Plesiomon, a 10 cost, two to Digivolve vanilla level six with 12,000 DP, and a staple in the old Omnimon decks. It's a very cheap level six, and it helps us get up to our Omnimon as fast as possible. Now, we also play two copies of Bryweludramon, which is a 10 cost, three to Digivolve level six with 12,000 DP, but it has an inheritable effect that gives the Digimon above it blocker. So in our dream scenario, Omnimon Ultra S has Reboot from Toyogumon and Blocker from Bravaludramon, creating a powerful defense. We can attack, Toyogumon will reboot it, and then Bravaludramon lets it be a blocker on our opponent's turn. Finally, we also play three copies of Tai to give us as much memory as possible because the Black Tai is a memory tamer, and it also boosts the power of our Digimon on our opponent's turn. So our game plan is to get up to Omnimon Ultra S as quickly as possible and start swinging for huge attacks. And it's very much in the classic mold of the 1.0 Omnimon decks and putting it together was a really fun experiment. I really enjoyed trying to capture the flavor of those decks rather than just trying to make the deck as powerful as possible. 
So that brings us to the end of the episode, and I hope hearing about these three decks has inspired you in your own deck building to maybe try something off the beaten track, and always to not be afraid to build bad decks. Now, none of these decks is top-tier competitive, but building each of them has forced me to think in different and interesting ways, and it was just a lot of fun besides. So you've heard enough from me, and now I would like to hear from you listeners. Our listener question of the week is, which of these three decks was your favourite? Was it Red Shine Greymon, Green Malamiotismon, Rookie Rush, or Black Omnimon? Tweet your answers at me, or comment on the listener question post in our Facebook group. So if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, tweet at me at ConnorEFMG, or email me at MemoryGagePodcast@gmail.com, or... Join our Facebook group, Memory Gauge Podcast. I'm always happy to hear from you, listeners. New episodes come out each and every week, so be sure to follow the Memory Gauge Podcast on your podcast service of choice to stay up to date. And don't forget to tune in to twitch.tv slash EFMG on June 11th, 7pm Central US time for our Booster Box opening. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out. <laughs> <laughs>